What's up, everybody? Happy New Year to you. January 2022. We made it. We are here. I'm your host, author Janine Mack of the Janine Unscripted Podcast. For those of you who don't know me, let me introduce myself. I'm an author, speaker, business owner, mother, friend, lover, and my goal is to share with you every week about what to do when your life becomes unscripted. I hope this podcast adds value to your life. And if so, please invite your family and friends to join us every week for the Janine Unscripted Podcast. Now, today's podcast title is When Good Goes Bad. And we're going to be talking about the sudden divorce of Megan Good and Devon Franklin. And not in a bashing way, but what we can learn from the demise of their relationship. So tune in, get ready, and let's go. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Okay, and we're back. And as I stated in my intro, our podcast topic today is when good goes bad. And we're focusing today on the sudden uh, divorce of Megan Good, actress Megan Good and Minister um, Devon Franklin. And um, what I said in the intro, and I'm going to hold true throughout this podcast, is that I wanted to focus on some lessons that we can learn from Megan and Devon's situation. Again, not to bash them or shame them in any type of way, because at the end of the day, we don't know them personally. We are spectators looking on the outside in, but based on what we saw and what we've seen, there's definitely some life lessons as far as relationships um, that we can glean from their experience. So, you know, in every situation, I always seek to learn something, uh, whether that be my personal journey or the journey of others. So that's what we want to focus on today. Um, if Megan and Devon are listening, we love you. I was definitely rooting for you guys. If there's any possibility of reconciliation or friendship, um, I hope that you, uh, achieve that. Um, if that is your goal, but um, we're watching and, you know, hoping the best for you guys. All right. So let's continue. I wanted to focus on four key areas that I felt like were lessons that we can learn from Megan and Devon's situation. They're a very public couple. Um, and so um, they were public figures before becoming married. Um, and so them joining together in matrimony just really um, put uh, more of an eye on them as individuals and pressures on their marriage. Um, being someone, I am someone who was previously married. Marriage has pressure in and of itself. I can't imagine the magnitude of that pressure being someone in the public eye. It has to be astronomical. So with that being said, the first lesson um, that I feel like you and I can learn from their situation is you have to focus on discovering yourself first um, before you get with um, someone, before you get into a relationship so that you don't seek validation from external factors. And so what I mean by that is um, focusing on yourself first 
is get to know you, love you, um, know, get to find out what you like. Um, a lot of times when we get into relationships and we don't have a, a focus or we don't know who we are and we don't know what path of life we're on, if we don't know our purpose, um, we look for someone to latch on to that we see that they seem like they've got it all together. They know what they're supposed to be doing in life. So let me just latch on and follow them and, and following them and following their dream. That's going to be my purpose in life is to follow their dream and make sure their dreams come true. And all the while you got that gnawing in your belly because you don't feel fulfilled. And, um, and that's not to say that either one of them had that, but Again, it's just a foundational principle when you're in your single season, capitalize on that season by way of traveling, you know, to see, maybe you like to travel. Maybe you want to see other places and cultures and learn new things. Do that. Um, try different, um, things that you haven't done before. Learn a new language. Um, go to school, educate yourself, um, level up in your career. These are things that you can do while you're in your single season. So that one, these things are going to help you find out what you like, what you don't like. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. If you're lazy, if you're persistent, if you're resilient, um, if you're motivated or demotivated, you know, these are things that you're going to find out about yourself and any kind of negative character trait that you find out about yourself during this time, then that is also your time to correct those things so that you're not trying to fix these things that you already know about yourself when you get into a relationship. All right, because those things are going to what's come to the surface. Those things um, are going to affect what type of person that you're attracted to and what's attracted and who's going to be attracted to you. And so you always want to take that time where you're single um, to cleanse your spirit, cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind, even cleanse your body, you know, fast or something like that. Um, lose weight, gain weight, get healthy, you know, do a full detox uh, and rejuvenation of yourself, spirit, soul, mind, and body so that you're prepared as an individual to meet that special person. And I guarantee you this, when you go through that process of self-discovery, you're going to find that when you start learning these things about yourself and, 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 and detoxing yourself from negative traits and characteristics, you may find that you even like a different type of person that you're attracted to a different type of person because you yourself have become a better version of yourself. All right. So number one, focus on discovering yourself. All right. Number two, a great segue to this is get to know yourself so well that you'll find out what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and what your non-negotiables are. Now, some of you may not have heard this terminology before, a non-negotiable. So in relationships, we know that we have to compromise um, certain things in order for the greater good and success of the relationship. All right. So now with that being said, there are also things uh, in a relationship 
that um, some people consider to be non-negotiable. And what that means is you're very much um, convinced in your belief of something that you will not change about yourself or your path in order to be in a relationship. And, and these things are not right and they are not wrong. It's based on the individual and nobody can tell you if those things are right or wrong. Either you're a match for someone or you are not point blank period. Either you are a match or you are not. I'm going to say it again. Either you are a match or you are not. Okay. And so one way to find out what your non-negotiables are or what your negotiables are is to make a list. That is so easy. You can make a list, take out the notepad, uh, uh, cue up the notepad in your, uh, telephone, um, it's a note app in there or, um, on your iPad or on your computer, or if you're, you know, old school, like me, a good old fashioned sheet of paper and an actual pen or pencil will do just fine. Um, <laughs> so, um, I have done this. I have done this a couple of times at different stages of my life. I recently did this, uh, in 2020, um, because I was reminded uh, by uh, l- listening to uh, a relationship devotional, which, you know, I listen to things that encourage myself and educate myself uh, so that I can share that knowledge with you guys. But um, it was someone that had challenged us to write a list of traits for the type of partner we wanted, traits of uh, the type of relationship, like to describe that relationship that we see ourselves being in. And then also what are those things that we, those traits that we have, do we feel like we bring to the table to that relationship? Um, I did a whole podcast about this called love wish list. If you want to do a deeper dive in that, but, uh, for the sake of this, I'm just going to be brief. Um, I found out what my non-negotiables were. I thought I knew what my non-negotiables were. Uh, foundationally, uh, I, I would say fundamentally I'm the same person, but my expression of what I believe, um, and why I believe those things has changed the older I've gotten. And that and now that I've matriculated through life, um, to a certain amount of years, um, and life experiences. So what I want what I feel I want and what I feel I need, uh, as far as in life and in a relationship, those things have changed or they have, uh, enhanced. Um, so my list is quite different. Um, there are several things that are more intangible things versus tangible things. And, um, these things are deal breakers for me. Like I, I, I have on my list, uh, some things that I will not accept in a relationship. Um, and I, you know, that's why it takes time to get to know someone to know, um, certain things you're going to know right away, but then there's other things, you know, within somebody's character, within their mind, within their spirit, that it just takes you time to get to know these things. Um, so there are certain things that I will, certain traits that I would not accept in a part, a partner. These are non-negotiable for me. Um, 
And like I said, non-negotiables and negotiables, there, it's not a right or wrong answer. It's, it comes down to either you're a match for someone or not, or they're a match for you or you're not. Because at the point in time you violate your non-negotiables, you're going to have a disaster in that relationship. And any of us out here that have been in relationships, whether that was a marriage, a, a engagement, a girlfriend or boyfriend, shoot, a friendship, a business relationship, when you violated your own non-negotiables, it ended in disaster. And you get that little red, you see those red flags, yellow flags, uh, a hunch, a something in your belly, whatever you wanna call it, that's telling you do not proceed this is not going to end well and then we hit the override button because we see a benefit of being with that person and not realizing the sheer weight of violating your own non-negotiable why would you do that why would you do that okay and um and i see this that happened in the relationship with um Megan Good and Devon Franklin, um, they were interviewed early on in their relationship. Um, and, um, a question was asked of both of them and they were together on this interview, you know, kind of like what, uh, attracted them to each other and, you know, how did they get together and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, he was saying that he had made a list and he was hard and fast on his list his list of characteristics that he wanted in a wife and he wasn't dating at the time he was you know living in his purpose in his career and you know then you know she kind of happened they had worked together previously and he was like you know it was certain things on his list that he was hard and fast on that he felt like i told him to relax his list but coming full circle nine years later it's those same things uh, that is causing the demise of their relationship. And I'm begging you guys, please don't do that. Please don't do it to yourself and please don't do it to another person. It's not worth it. It's hurtful. You know, you may feel like, oh, this person is so great. They have all these things, but they're a drug addict or they're an alcoholic or they say very hurtful things when they get angry or they're physically abusive or we don't share the same religious beliefs we don't share the same morals um we we don't share uh this the, the same perspective of uh, what a committed relationship looks like you know some people's perspective of a committed relationship involves other people outside of that relationship and this this is something you need to know if that's a non if cheating is a non-negotiable for you or open relationship or being a swinger or whatever that case may be if you're not down with that why even subject your heart to someone who is down with that you that is a non-negotiable for you that's when you have to walk away and be strong enough Again, in your single season, working on those things about yourself to make you strong enough to walk away and say, this is not for me. Thank you. I appreciate the time, but this is not for me. And you have to be able to do that and say that. Okay. And um, also in that same uh, interview, Megan said that she felt when she first saw Devon and got exposure to him, that he was somebody who was out of her league. Okay. These are her words, not my interpretation of her words. Um, so 
Again, something had to be there about him or the way in which she saw herself and her past relationships, who she dated in the past, to feel like this man was out of her league. That league that he's in requires a certain type of woman to be at his side. And again, if she was not up to, you know, the full 100% commitment of what it takes to be that type of woman for a man in that type of league that she said, then it was dead in the water, okay? If she was not the type of woman that fit the characteristics on his list, you know, as far as his non-negotiables, which was that he listed a couple of them, which was drinking and smoking and certain career type, then again, that's on him. He's breaking his non-negotiables, okay? So um, I, I talk about this also in my new book. Um, it is out now and available. Yay, The Breakup Boss. Uh, the title of the book is called The Breakup Boss, How to Break Up with Toxic People and Mindsets That Keep You Down. This is a gem. You can get it on my website. I'll drop the link uh, in the description. It is also available at Amazon.com, Barnes and & Nobles, and Books A Million. And again, on my website, www.macmediamoguls.com forward slash shop. Click on that link and you can request that I sign it or put a special message in it for you if you're buying it as a gift, okay? So let's continue. The third lesson that we can learn from uh, Megan Good and Devon Franklin is that um, you have to keep people out of your business. Keep private things private, okay? Keep private things private. And even, you know, all of us carry some realm of influence, okay? Whether that's influence on our job, with our family, with our friends, um, or social media, um, or if you're a celebrity just like them, you know, um, it is possible to keep people out of your business. You can give people enough of you, what, excuse me, you can give people enough of you without giving them all of you, okay? And what do I mean by that? Um, you can give them enough like to say, hey, this is my girlfriend. This is my boyfriend. This is my partner. Um, this is my spouse. Okay. That's information. That's a given. So when they see you out, people understand, you know, you want to let them understand what your relationship is. Meaning, no, I'm not entertaining any other suitors. I'm not, um, entertaining, uh, I'm not entertaining the thought of pursuing someone else. I'm in a committed, understood relationship with this individual. Boom. All right. What you don't need to give them is, oh, um, we're, we're going this place. We're going that place. This is what we did when we went said place. Or if you, or if you do say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to this place. Or you can say we went there after the fact, you know, but when you start to overshare in your relationship, whether that is good things and success or temporary problems that you, you guys work out and you know, cause what happens is, is when, especially when it's something negative, if you have a disagreement with the person you with and you tell your sister, your mom, your friends, or you post it on social media, guess what? The two of you make up and move on, but now you've invited 
all of these people to have an opinion in your relationship. And once you invite people to have an opinion in your relationship, it's very hard to get them out because you leave them with they're on that last problem you had. So they're going to always see your partner, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend as this dramatic drama person that's hurting you and your family and friends love you and care about you. So they feel like they need to come to your defense because you come crying or complaining and they're like, Oh, let's do this. Oh, he's a dog. Oh, she, she's a hoe or she's, um, she don't care about you or he's, um, not, um, trying to pay attention to you the way that you need and take care of your needs. And like I said, you guys will kiss, make up and move on, but you leave those people there at problem stage and they're always going to put your, your significant other in a, in a negative light. And so that's one way. That's a big reason why you have to keep private things private and, and, and not overshare everything that's going on in your relationship. Because at the end of the day, it's your relationship It's not their relationship. It's not America's relationship. It's not the world's relationship. It's not the people that are on your friends list and your followers relationship. It is your relationship. The two of you, um, have decided to come together, right? So there's a lot of famous people that, um, I see in movies and on TV and there is no knowledge about their relationships. They don't put that information out there when they are interviewed. They don't say anything about it. They, they, they just don't, they're not in, um, tabloids. They're not on magazine stands and news covers. Whenever you see them and their spouse is on a, a red carpet and they're not talking about their relationship. And the way you shut that down, which I see a lot of when they're asked, they don't answer those questions. So guess what? People have stopped asking them. <laughs> People have stopped asking them, you know, because they've made that choice and stuck to it to keep private things private right? To keep people out of their business. They give people enough, but not all of them. And I know it's so tempting in today's society of social media, where people feel like they have a right in your life. They feel like they have a right, um, to know every last single detail about you, but that's where you have to take a stand for yourself and say, no, um, where I'm not going to give all of myself in that way. Okay. And the last lesson that I want to point out again, there's many, but these are, these are from my highlight reel of lessons. Um, this is from my highlight reel of lessons again. So that fourth one is if you do mess up or things do go bad, give yourself some grace and time to heal. Okay. None of us is above making mistakes. Um, that's just a part of the human experience and relationships is one of those things that it's a risk, but it takes work. So the risk is worth it. So sometimes it's not always going to go the way that we want it because we can't control another person. The only person we can control is ourselves. And sometimes when you've done all that you can do to, to make your relationship happy, to make sure the person you're with is happy to make sure you're happy and it, it, try to make yourself happy and you're not happy. And you make that decision to part ways as Megan and Devon did, you know, unfortunately their relationship was going to end in, in divorce. 
however their social media post said you know it kind of gave the um thought pattern that it's amicable and they they will be friends but they're t- they will you know continue their life journey apart you know i've had to walk through that path of divorce and it's very painful it's very hard i don't wish it for anyone you know so if you have the opportunity depending on what the reason is that you get in that relationship because again if it is a toxic harmful situation that's not something you need to be in and i'm pretty sure all those red flags were there at the beginning so with that being said when you do find yourself in the situation where you have to part ways with the person that you've given your heart to, you know, give yourself time to heal from that before jumping into another relationship. Give yourself time to heal by forgiving yourself for, you know, not sticking to your non-negotiables, you know, for maybe possibly rushing into that relationship and not giving yourself time to learn yourself and reflect in your single season that we talked about in number one okay so give yourself time and maybe you let two people too many people in your relationship and you just you guys got booted out in your own relationship you know by the sake of uh the opinions and thoughts and words of others so you have to give yourself time to heal and reflect and know that you're not a bad person It's a good person that made bad choices um, and you'll learn your um, lessons from that. So in a recap, uh, when good goes bad, the four lessons we want to learn from Megan Good and Devon Franklin is number one, um, in your time of singleness, focus on um, discovering yourself. Okay, so that you don't have to look for validation from external forces or people. And number two, um, know your get to know yourself well enough, and so you'll know what makes you happy or sad. And make a list, make an account of your negotiables and non-negotiables um, in a relationship. Um, number three, keep people out of your business. You know, keep private things private for the safety of your own relationship. You know, so that you're not subjecting yourself to the opinions of others, it's your relationship. You be in the relationship. You don't need 50 other people or three other people in the relationship. You're in the relationship. And number four, when the good goes bad, give yourself time to heal and forgive yourself and to reflect. All right, so that is what I have for you today. And again, um, definitely um, order and pick up my new book, The Breakup Boss, How to Break Up with Toxic People and Mindsets That Keep You Down. This is a very interactive book. Um, You will get the opportunity at the end of every chapter to reflect. And um, there's poetry in here. It's original poetry that I wrote. Um, Also self-affirmations. There's resources in here um, to help you heal and become a better version of yourself. So I hope you get it. Again, it's on my website um, as well as Amazon.com. Um, books and millions and Barnes and Noble. Thank you so much. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Um, this is from my highlight reel of lessons again. So that fourth one is if you do mess up or things do go bad, 
give yourself some grace and time to heal. Okay. None of us is above making mistakes. Um, that's just a part of the human experience and relationships is one of those things that it's a risk, but it takes work. So the risk is worth it. So sometimes it's not always going to go the way that we want it because we can't control another person. The only person we can control is ourselves. And sometimes when you've done all that you can do to, to make your relationship happy, to make sure the person you're with is happy, to make sure you're happy and try to make yourself happy and you're not happy. And you make that decision to, part ways as Megan and Devon did, you know, unfortunately their relationship was going to end in, in divorce. However, their social media post said, you know, it kind of gave the, um, thought pattern that it's amicable and they, they will be friends, but they're t- they will, you know, continue their life journey apart. You know, I've had to walk through that path of divorce and it's very painful. It's very hard. I don't wish it for anyone, you know, so if you have the opportunity depending on what the reason is that you're getting out of a relationship. Because again, if it is a toxic, harmful situation, that's not something you need to be in. And I'm pretty sure all those red flags were there at the beginning. So with that being said, when you do find yourself in the situation where you have to part ways with the person that you've given your heart to, you know, give yourself time to heal from that before jumping into another relationship. Give yourself time to heal by forgiving yourself for, you know, not sticking to your non-negotiables, you know, for maybe possibly rushing into that relationship and not giving yourself time to learn yourself and reflect in your single season that we talked about in number one. Okay. So give yourself time and maybe you let two people, too many people in your relationship and you just, you guys got booted out of your own relationship, you know, by the sake of, uh, the opinions and thoughts and words of others. So you have to give yourself time to heal and reflect and know that you're not a bad person. It's a good person that made bad choices um, and you'll learn your um, lessons from that. So in a recap, uh, when good goes bad, the four lessons we want to learn from Megan Good and Devon Franklin is number one, um, in your time of singleness, focus on um, discovering yourself. Okay, so that you don't have to look for validation from external forces or people. And number two, um, know your get to know yourself well enough, and so you'll know what makes you happy or sad. And make a list, make an account of your negotiables and non-negotiables um, in a relationship. Um, number three, keep people out of your business. You know, keep private things private for the safety of your own relationship. You know, so that you're not subjecting yourself to the opinions of others. It's your relationship. You be in the relationship. You don't need 50 other people or three other people in the relationship. You're in the relationship. And number four, when the good goes bad, give yourself time to heal and forgive yourself and to reflect. All right. So that is what I have for you today. And again, um, definitely, um, 
order and pick up my new book, The Breakup Boss, How to Break Up with Toxic People and Mindsets That Keep You Down. This is a very interactive book. Um, You will get the opportunity at the end of every chapter to reflect. And um, there's poetry in here. It's original poetry that I wrote. Um, Also self-affirmations. There's resources in here um, to help you heal and become a better version of yourself. So I hope you get it. Again, it's on my website um, as well as Amazon.com, Books and Billions, and Barnes and Noble. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me for the Janine Unscripted Podcast as we discuss when good goes bad. I hope this podcast added value to your life. And if so, please invite your family and friends to join us every week for the Janine Unscripted Podcast. Please consider sponsoring the Janine Unscripted Podcast. Your sponsorship dollars will allow me to gift my children's book to young readers who are struggling to learn to read. You can connect with me today on social media. I'm on Instagram at JUPodcast or at Speaks, or on my business page at Mac Media Moguls. This podcast has been a production of Mac Media Moguls, LLC. You can also visit me on my website at www.macmediamoguls.com to purchase my new books and to keep in touch with everything that I'm doing. I also have a YouTube channel that is under Janine Unscripted. You'll find uh, short, witty videos there. So please subscribe and enjoy. Thank you so much. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Have a good one.